And then, let's talk about heaven. To know heaven, K-N-O-W. To know it's true, to experience it, to enjoy it forever after this life. Who wouldn't want that? Who would not want the assurance of a great eternity after this really short earthly life is over? But scripture, the Bible is clear that our actual default destination for humanity that is fallen is no heaven. Uh, thankfully, God the Father has provided a way for us out of this predicament. We'll talk about that, but it's really important to be honest about where people are at without Jesus Christ. Heaven is not our default destination. After someone's death, you'll often hear the phrase, they're in a better place. Uh, very common. And usually has a twofold meaning. Number one, if the person was in pain or they were experiencing diminished health or dementia, perhaps, you know, that's over with. They're in a better place. And second, that person must be in heaven because they weren't bad. And God loves everyone, so they must be in that better place. However, it's not how the Bible talks about it. It's how our culture talks about it. Culture actually thinks everyone is basically good, which is, which is really interesting because our world is in horrible shape, but everybody's good. Put those two together. Scripture of the Bible is clearer and more accurate, and that is everyone has sinned or rebelled against God, our Creator, and we're, we're going away from God, not toward God. So this means we're not actually automatically heaven-bound. We're actually going the opposite direction, away from the presence of God, uh, which we commonly call hell, the absence of the presence of God. Now, we talked about this a few weeks ago, how when Jesus comes at the final judgment, uh, peoples whose names are written in the book of life escape, escape the absence of God, hell, and are bound for the new heaven and new earth. And God himself writes your name in the book of life when you trust in Jesus alone, his death, his resurrection, to forgive your sins. So God invites us. In fact, God invites all people through his son Jesus to heaven. But it's not a default destination. It's a chosen destination, destination through trusting in Jesus. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus, the Son of God, is crystal clear about this. He says he is the only way to be in right standing with God, the Father, our Creator. There are not lots of ways. There's just one way, and Jesus is it. And as we trust Jesus alone, that changes our relationship with God from going away, from going toward, from being accepted and forgiven, and that changes our destination from hell to the new heaven and the new earth. And the heart of God, it's very important to hear the heart of God in all this. The heart of God is that people be saved. So Paul writes, he says, pray for everybody. And then he says, this is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and understand the truth. So Jesus says, I'm your good shepherd. Follow me and I'll lead you to your true and final home, to God the Father. I'm going to use this graphic to talk about and kind of answer this basic question, what happens when a believer in Jesus dies? What happens? So there's three columns. First one is life on earth. Middle one is heaven. Last one is new heaven. It should, say, it should actually say new heaven, new earth. I forgot to type it in there. First column, life on earth. 
this is, you know, you notice the line going up, and there's a peak, and then it kind of fades down. Because that's actually how we kind of think about our earthly life. You know, we're, we're growing up, we hit our prime years, things are going really well, and then, and then we feel like we start to fade. And the best was behind us. It was good, but it's back there, and we're kind of fading, and then death comes to all of us, right? Me too. I mean, that's just the way it is. And our current secular culture would say, at the death dot, that's it. You cease to exist, which is actually something you can't imagine. Just try. You can't. We're not created that way. Scripture of the Bible reveals the truth, which is at death, believers move into what we'll call heaven, this existence where our body's been buried, but our spirit is with God. And you'll notice the quality of life goes way up to the top, better than anything we could have ever experienced here. So when the criminal crucified with Jesus said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, and Jesus said, I assure you today you'll be with me in paradise, that's what Jesus was talking about. And when the Apostle Paul said, we are fully confident, we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. Your spirits are spirits at home with the Lord. So when Paul wrote about this, Jesus hadn't returned at the end. There no, hadn't been any final resurrection. There's no new heaven and no new earth. But there's this experience of being at home with the Lord. Amazingly better than anything that our earthly life has offered to us. So we all have loved ones who have died, right? Uh, both my wife, Terry, and I, we've lost our dads who died as believers in Jesus. And they are, along with all believers in Jesus who have died, experiencing right now, they are at home with the Lord. An amazing experience, far better than anything this earthly life has ever offered any of us. So at death, believers in Jesus move from this fallen world that's messy, confusing, uh, often frustrating, a world in which we kind of sense we're distant from the God who made us. We move at death to being at home with Jesus the Lord able to fully know the God who's made us and able to fully experience his goodness. An amazing experience at death for the believer of Jesus. Now, you may have noticed that after heaven, the line keeps going on and there's this column that says, new heaven. She actually should say, new heaven, new earth. And you may be thinking, no, wait a minute. I just thought heaven was heaven. You're confusing me. Well, not my intent to confuse. It is my intention to explain how this scripture talks about this. When Jesus returns at the end in his new resurrection body, uh, another dimension is added to our being at home with the Lord after death. There's a, there's a, a, everybody's resurrected. We all get new resurrection bodies just like Jesus. And then the world gets recreated, a new heaven and a new earth. Everything gets restored to the way God made it at the beginning. So in addition to being at home with the Lord after death, when Jesus returns, our spirit is reunited with our new resurrection body. And uh, we get to enjoy the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, so there's a little bit of a wait going on for a while. And the author of Hebrews talks about it this way. All these people, he's talked about all these great heroes of faith who have earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. At least not yet. For God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. So when Jesus returns at the end, there's a, everyone's resurrected, new resurrection bodies, 
then all the family of God is all together, new resurrection bodies, new heaven, new earth, as God intends it to be. Now, when Jesus returns, all are resurrected for the final judgment. It's in Revelation 21. So we who trust in Jesus, we have our names written in the book of life. We are not raised for punishment. We are raised for welcome into God's family with our new resurrection bodies, reunited with our spirits. And here's this vision John, God gave John about this event. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne, the throne of God, saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be his people, God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, God himself, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, to John, write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Jesus returns at the end, the final resurrection, new heaven, new earth, new resurrection bodies, and we get to enjoy the goodness of God in person as God intended it to be. Great joy, more than we can imagine. Now, the purpose of this earthly life is to get us ready to enjoy the new heaven and new earth. Now, our culture has a way different uh, way of thinking about life. They go, well, the purpose of this life is this life. This is it. This is all you've got. All the good stuff has to happen right here. It's not true. It's just this life. The new heaven, new earth is coming. Many of us who are faithful believers in Jesus are deeply disappointed in how our lives have turned out. Sometimes, it happens as we age and life gets hard and we think the best is behind us, but we're still living. Or we can lose a sense of mission or purpose and we don't know why we're here. Sometimes circumstances or decisions or actions of other people have gotten in our way and we haven't been able to accomplish our goals. We're disappointed. Well, what? And when that happens, we may wonder, well, did we do something wrong? We may even wonder, where is God or what is he doing? And in our confusion and frustration with this life, we can forget that what matters most to God is not what our earthly life is like, but in the person we are becoming during this life. Because when we meet Christ at the end, the only thing we bring with us is ourself, who we have become, what we've learned about Jesus during this earthly life. Or as Romans 8.28 reads, In our earthly lives, God's working all stuff together for our good. Even the stuff that's not good, he works together for our good because he's preparing us for our real life. The purpose of this earthly life is to get us ready because the best is, not, is yet to come. The best is yet to come. 
Every once in a while, somebody will say, and I've said it myself too, it doesn't get any better than this. You know, when something has happened that we're just really happy about, we say, it doesn't get any better. The joy of the moment. But when we say that, we're also saying, from now on, it's downhill. The best it ever gets was back there, and now some of us spend our lives looking back at the best that is over. Well, Scripture, God's Word, has an entirely different perspective on life. The best of our life is yet to come. Living this earthly life, even on the best of the days, is like living under an overcast, rainy sky. The new heaven, new earth, sun shines all the time. No comparison. Randy Alcorn, who writes about, a Christian author writes about heaven, says, without an eternal perspective, new heaven, new earth, without understanding the reality that the best is yet to come, we assume that people who die young, people who are handicapped, people who aren't healthy, people who've suffered that, 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 add in whatever you want, have missed out on the best that life has to offer. We are presuming that our present earthly bodies, culture, and lives are superior to the new heaven and new earth. That's crazy. What are we thinking? Paul, the apostle Paul knew better. He says, I focus on one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, has called us. The best is yet to come. And part of that is understanding that God promises to make up for the heartbreaks of earth. That vision, Revelation 21, God wipes all our tears away. No more death, no more crying, no more pain, no more sorrow. Everything's new. God promises to make up for the heartbreaks of this life. Now, everyone has experienced heartbreak. No one has a perfect life in this fallen world, right? Some heartbreaks are minor, some are major. Some heartbreaks we try to forget, but we can't. Some heartbreaks feel like heavy weights that we want to offload, but it just seems to, to stay on our shoulders. Some heartbreaks even become our identity, which is really hard on us. When Jesus returns... New heaven, new earth, new resurrection bodies. All things are made new. So all the painful heartbreaks that we've experienced in this life are replaced with the joyful goodness of God's presence in a new earth and a new heaven. Heartbreaks are gone. More than made up for when Jesus returns. So it leaves us with some next steps to take. First one, very simple, most important next step anybody takes. Trust Jesus Christ alone to have your name written in the book of life. Some of us, if you're like me, we grow up in the church. Baptized as a baby, go to Sunday school, confirmed as an adolescent. And we can get in our brains that those things that happen to us in church put our name in the book of life. As far as I can figure out from reading the Bible... They do not. Trusting Jesus Christ alone, his death and resurrection, is a decision you make for yourself. I made it for myself at age 16, two years after I was confirmed. 
Some of you made that decision younger. Some of you made it older. Some of us chose to trust Christ decades ago. Some of us just learned to trust Jesus last year. But trusting Jesus alone, his death and resurrection to bring forgiveness, is the thing that writes our name in the book of life and brings us into new heaven and new earth. So I'm just going to give us a little time to pray about this and just uh, pray with me. Uh, well, just follow me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your coming to earth, teaching us the truth about God the Father, dying for our sin, being resurrected by the Father to conquer the power of sin, death, and the devil, and that you can welcome us into the Father's family and fully forgive us. Uh, many of us here, Lord, have chosen to fully trust you, and we enjoy that. It, it's been good, and we're looking forward to the new heaven, new earth. Some of us here, Lord, haven't made that step yet. There's been obstacles or confusion or reluctance or whatever. Uh, but today, some of us are sensing that we need to take that step. We want to because we feel it. That's your Holy Spirit speaking. And so for those of us who are ready, we say, Lord Jesus, we trust you alone. We trust you alone to forgive us. We trust you alone to bring us to the new heaven and new earth. Thank you that you hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen, and all the people say, amen. Very important first step for everybody to take. Second one, a little different, trust God that he will make up for your heartbreaks in the new heaven and new earth. This may sound like a strange thing to do, but I actually went, I did this this week, so I know what it's like. Take some time alone. You may need to go on a walk. You may want to sit down uh, by yourself. You may want to jot this down and just say, Jesus, here are my heartbreaks. And then go back to childhood and just tell them your heartbreaks. Now, this may sound like, who wants to talk about your heartbreaks? We don't want to talk about them. They were heartbreaks. Just do it. Because when you get done, then you say, Jesus, here are my heartbreaks. Now I give them to you. And I trust that in the new heaven and new earth, you will more than make up for all of them. Amen. And then you move on with hope. Very important step to take. And then look forward to your true and final home. Jesus told his disciples, trust in God, trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home if this were not the case, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Jesus is preparing a place for you in God the Father's home. It's your final and your true home. Now, for those of us who've had great home experiences growing up and now home is safe, we feel loved, we're affirmed, it's great. Uh, that sounds wonderful. For some of us, growing up home was a nightmare. Maybe it's a nightmare now. Don't feel safe. Was it good? So when Jesus talks about preparing a home for a place for us in our God the Father's home, if your home's been great, your true and final home with the Father will be far better than the best you've, you've experienced in this life. Uncomparable. If your home life has been a nightmare, your true and final home with the Father will bring total healing, complete restoration, and joy and contentment that you have never experienced. So we look forward to our true and our final home. And all the people say, Amen.